How are you, mate? Mate, fantastic. Finals footy. It's here. We've seen round one. It's great. We went to one together. We did. We did. We, uh, we ventured out to the MCG for the first time in nearly two years. The MCG hosted a final. Three years. Three years, is it? Mm. Well, there you go. Even if anyone longer. should know, you should know. Yeah, I guess I was there. I was at the – yeah, I was there. So, good point. Mm. Very good point. But, no, it was a great experience. Um, the crowd was electric, despite Melbourne fans not really showing up. But yeah. it was amazing. It was good. It was good. Father's Day Sunday. Absolutely. We had lunch together. Had lunch, um, which is always a great experience. Italian. At mm. Where else? What did you eat? What did you get again? I got the uh, pasta marinara with the linguine. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, I did. So, a few prawns, scallops. Yeah. Yeah, squid. It was good. Yeah. Good macros in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm shaping up for a good off-season this year. We uh, got knocked out of the finals early at Elston Week, so mm. I'm uh, shaping up for a good Silly pre-season. Saturday this week. Well, maybe no, no attendance. Yeah, I know. It's a it's a tough one. I'm, uh, for those who don't know, I'm moving house this Saturday as well. well yeah, that well, that that that's the bigger the bigger thing here. Is it? Silly Saturday. Silly Saturday. Is the bigger thing yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> We'll get the keys Friday and then Saturday was Saturday is moving day. And then obviously um, once that was decided about two days later, Silly Saturday was announced. And um, geez, it's pulling at the heartstrings making a choice here <laughs> that I will be doing my best to attend both. So. Yep. Ah, love it. Love it. It's very exciting around the corner for me. You just, uh, just want to be closer and closer to me, don't you? It's good to keep an eye on you, mate. Yeah. I can't trust you when I'm not yeah. around, when you're not around me. So I need to keep a close eye and... Moving around the corner will help me do just that. Mm, great. Stalker. <laughs> Absolute stalker. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> let's rock and roll. Why are you so nervous, Marcus? It's all right, mate. <laughs> good day, chick. And I'll just say right back to him, I'll say, good day, toots. Did the t- boys take the piss out of it? Yes, we did, but we all did enjoy it. Episode 112 of the Pressure Point Podcast. Week two of the finals is upon us. As we mentioned just before, we just witnessed one of the best finals weekends you'll ever see. Mate, it Unbelievable. was... Unbelievable. The calibre of games that we had, even the last one, Bulldogs, Fremantle, early you probably thought, oh, here we go. We had to have one game that wasn't so close. And then I, look, I reckon I looked away for half an hour. I looked back and I was like, oh, wow. This mm. is like absolute game on our hands. It was incredible round of footy and, so, you know... I don't remember a better first round of finals in recent memory. Mm, it was unbelievable. Every single game was was a thriller. Um, it was high quality footy, and the atmosphere at all the games as well were was electric. So obviously getting ninety one thousand. So the Geelong Collingwood game was huge as well. So and then we went to the Melbourne Sydney game on the Friday night, which had seventy eight thousand. Yeah, it was a great weekend, um, and. I mean, the elephant in the room is is the Richmond-Brisbane game. Way back on Thursday night, I feel like it was ages ago now. It feels like a lifetime ago, yeah. wasn't it? But even that, that was a, a super high-quality game of football. It was. I was one of the best. 17 lead changes. Mm. I mean, I honestly wish it was a neutral game yeah. and not my own club because it was... Absolute shootout. Oh, yeah, and my heart, I've done so much damage. I probably should go see a cardiologist. My heart is in all sorts after that game. It was uh, I was an absolute mess um, during and after the game, obviously, with the result. But, yeah, it was an incredible game of football, like I said, 17 lead changes. And we ju- you just saw some incredible like feats, like Charlie Cameron's goal over his shoulder. Then you get the Morris Rioli one on the goal line where he's danced around a block. Like, it was so many different moments in that game that just made an incredible final. Um, and it was just tough being on the wrong end of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean... 
I feel your pain, absolutely. Um, I feel like I was in this position. No, this was a final, sorry. Oh, do you want to talk about finals? Do you, <laughs> do you want to talk about finals? <laughs> All right. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on. Um, I know you can relate after the round you had at the last one. one's your mic? One or two. <laughs> yeah. um, Hands off the soundboard, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. You're saying you can relate. Yeah, I can relate. Like, that was heartbreaking. I mean, watching that live, I was like, geez, that, that, that is tough. Tough way to to lose a final. And then, obviously, with the controversy, I mean, every Richmond loss this year, there's been controversy at the end where Damien Harbuck's complained about something. So, <laughs> I think always something. so for most there's of them. always something. Well, you actually summed it up beautifully the other night when we went to the Melbourne-Sydney game and you were talking about it. And you, you said that exact thing, that I don't think any Richmond loss this year, apart from maybe one or two of been without controversy i think the only one i can remember was against geelong there was no controversy it was just we lost and round one yes and round one beaten by a better team and round one yeah we rectified that in round 15 (laughs) um but yeah we uh round one when yeah that was probably the only two that was no controversy around it but i feel like every other week like the sydney are on the screen right now for those watching the sydney game Mm. They all of a sudden decided to use common sense yeah, and the ruling. Right. Like, I'm not going to get in all that. But yeah, obviously, it was. it's annoying with the controversy. I'd rather just lose and have nothing to talk about. But now, of course, the last few days, all Richmond supporters have been talking about is the ARC, ARC. So it's been a, yeah, it's been a tough couple of games. Well, a couple, a couple of days, sorry. Is it true that Richmond have all of Richmond's losses since round six this year have been under 10 points or something? Or I think under a kick. Under a kick? Yeah. That's outrageous. All of them. And then you had the draw with Freo as well. You've, that, you're finishing top four if you win them. Well, that's exactly it. Easily. And I mean, we spoke about it earlier. I was talking to you about, you know, obviously the trade rumours have already started again and there's talks of Richmond getting um, Tim Taranto and potentially Jacob Hopper. And I'm like, oh, the midfield battle will help us win those extra games. But yeah, it was honestly... Those tight games. Mm. we, But that's the thing. You can say that if you win those ones like Collingwood did, you finish top four. But if you're losing them, then, you know, you probably don't deserve to be there. And that's the difference between us and Collingwood, I guess. They've won all those really close ones and we've lost them all. Yeah. We just scraped into finals and Collingwood were very, there very convincingly and they're playing this week with a double chance. Yeah, exactly right. It just shows that the margins in footy um, are, are so... It just shows like those extra hard yards you do in the preseason, those extra sessions during the week, they all make a big difference, don't they? Oh, 100%. How fine the margins are in a week-to-week basis. 100%. The only thing I'm – well, I'm not the only thing, but there's one of the things I am really proud of, though, with the Tigers is that I'm pretty sure we debuted like six six players this year and we had them in for most of the season mm. playing every week. So a lot of those close losses, you replace them with experienced players, you might win those, but – I'm glad to see us actually blooding some young players and, you know, they're, they're looking good. Yep. So it's exciting. Yeah. Well, Brisbane advance. They uh, were in front at the right time of that game. That's that's all it came down to was whoever was just going to be in front when the siren went because both teams, you know, didn't deserve to lose. And how's the way it happened as well? I mean, yeah. Richmond fans talk about the ARC all we want, but Joe Danaher kicking a goal one on five. And yeah. I think cool. every Richmond player went for the spoil and went to kill the footy. And they just missed. Mm. I mean, if that if they if they rush out and that goes over the line, we win that game. Yeah. So it was like you said, a game of inches, honestly, um, yeah. and the little moments that make all the difference. But Joe Danaher just got a toe to it. Lions get up, and can I just say, Lockie Neal, wowee, yeah, he's a superstar. I mean, it, it should win have, his second Brownlow this year. I hope he does. I love him as a player. I'd love to see him win another Brownlow. But it, it should come as no surprise though. From a Richmond point of view, he does this every time we play them, and we don't do anything to keep him accountable and. I'm all for trusting your system, backing it in. 
But when he's doing that, and I heard Dimmer saying, um, I think it might have been on Fox Footy that, oh, you know, he's had 50 against us before and we still won the game convincingly. I'm like, that's fine. But look at the influence he still had for mm. his club. Like, and he did. He dominated. If he doesn't play, yeah. or if we have someone tagging him, he limits his influence, we win that game as well. So, again, we've caught, sort of shot ourselves in the foot by just letting him run, you know, without a leash. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable, the, the, the footy that he's played this year. Um, you know, he's back to his absolute best from, from 2020. And, man, he could be yeah, a, a dual Brownlow medalist in a couple of weeks, which would be crazy. Um, he's only got one of them running around in the competition exactly at the moment. Right, so well, he's actually not running around at he's all. He's not. He's not on the park. Is there any rumours about him coming back for finals? If Do we know? Is there a timeline on that five? I'm not too sure. I mean, geez, you, you, you probably sh- you've got nothing to lose by rolling the dice with, with five, I think. You kind of have to bring him in, Just don't do you? Just do it. I think, yeah, in a big final this well, week. Well, he nearly didn't he nearly play? Or he nearly it? did, but I feel like if you're pulling him out, though, of, of an elimination final, he mustn't be anywhere near close enough to play. Unless they back themselves in. That heavily to win that game, mm. which I mean, in the first half, Fife hasn't been playing that great. No, this year anyway. but I think it's a bit like a lot of people now are still cri- like criticizing Richmond for bringing Dusty in after not playing many games of footy this year. And yeah, his influence wasn't huge, but you have to play those guys. I mm. feel. I mean, imagine Dusty's like ready to come back, and you don't pick him. Yeah, like you have to pick yeah, him. The big game players. I think the they picked themselves. Champions. Yeah, yeah. I think they picked themselves and. One thing that I do notice is and a lot of people saying, oh, he's checked out, he's this, he's that, because his body language and all that. If you go back and watch when he was playing his best footy, he's always had pretty poor body language, to be honest. It was just he was doing these incredible things. It was kind of... Is dusty? Or yeah, five? no, yeah, dusty, dusty, sorry. Dusty, five, yeah. five always looks yeah. pretty switched on. No, five, five's <laughs> yeah. a bull. Um, he, he's a lot of times where he's looked a little bit switched off and all that, but he's just, his ability on the field sort of yeah. has put a band-aid over it, I guess. But now that he's had a, you know, he had a down performance on Thursday night... Everyone's going, oh, look at his body language, Joe. But it's like it's always kind of been like yeah. that. He's always been that mellowed out. Like he's not really looking like he's – he's never really run defensively that much, but yep. he hasn't really needed to. But yep. back to Nat Five, I think they – if he's 80%, you have to play him, don't you? Even if you put him as a forward. Yeah, yeah, put him in the goal square. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I feel like if he was close enough or on the edge, you'd, you'd play him. Well, that's so, my that's my point exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe he was a week away – Yep. Last week, so he might be ready. Yep. I don't know. I'd love to see him play. I just want to see uh, Nat Fife and finals footy. Yep. I Absolutely. think he's a, he's a player I'd love to see win a flag Definitely. as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game, Melbourne-Sydney. That was the game we were at. Oh, was there something you wanted to touch on? No, I was going to say, we, we attended oh, this game. Yeah, looked like you were like, stop. No, no, keep going, keep rolling through (laughs) it. No, but we attended this game. And actually one thing I will mention is how ridiculously easy it was to get tickets the day Mm. before the game, which I thought was crazy. Look, the atmosphere was amazing. It was good. It was very electric. There was still 78,000 people there. Yeah, there was a lot of people. I think um, when I took a bit of a jab earlier in the intro there, um, Melbourne fans are not rocking up. There was a big crowd. It was a very good crowd. Um, and it, but we just yeah it was I thought it was crazy that it was that easy to get a ticket the day before for mm. thirty five bucks a pop yeah absolutely. not bad well but let's just talk about the crowd I was, was going to say I was so going to say man, some, you get your val- get value for money sometimes you get what you pay for oh absolutely and uh, boy did we get what we paid for mm. you you had someone sitting directly next to you that I reckon if you were a more if you were a less patient person I reckon you might have f- thrown him off level four. Um, Doing your absolute head in. Yeah, I wasn't far off, mate. If there was another quarter, another two quarters, I reckon absolutely. There was five quarters of footy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game went for another hour or, yeah. or two. Um, 
yeah, he was in big trouble. Yeah, just the carry on. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to describe it to someone that wasn't there. But it was just some young kid um, had absolutely no awareness or etiquette of being in public. He either. bumped you about five or six times. Yeah, um, spilling his drink on me, spilling his drink on the people in front of him. Um, no remorse. Um, absolutely stunk. Um, Not to mention, and was yelling absolute expletives that we. Wouldn't even repeat on here. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. Absolutely, we're not a. We don't um, filter ourselves in this podcast. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't repeat the things no. he was screaming out loud. But not to mention the most bizarre part for me was that he had a Sydney Swan scarf on, but was supporting Melbourne. Yeah, I, I was baffled. I had no idea. I was so confused which team this guy went for. I remember Melbourne kicked a goal, and he walked to the end of the aisle, which was past you and I, mind you. So to push past us too, and he started running up and down the stairs like celebrating a Melbourne goal with a Sydney scarf on. Yeah. I was. Flabbergasted is the only way to describe it. And then you spoke of you spoke of him smelling. The two people sitting directly in front of you and I had to be the stinkiest people I've ever I've ever been around. And you know, I doubt they listen, so I'm going to talk about them. But geez, one one dead giveaway was when I I noticed I had so picture the hairstyles of these two right older gentlemen, scruffy grey beards, long like slimy, slimy long hair, long hair, but. Definitely need to shave your head because like they're mm. thinning so badly. It was like nest growing in there. Yeah, almost. oh, it was disgusting. And then you see them <laughs> run there. One guy ran his fingers through his head, like put tuck it behind his ear. And as he's done that, I've got a good look at his hands, and his fingernails honestly looked like a witch. It was <laughs> that were the longest fingernails I've seen on not only a man but a person. And it was and oh, gross. And I remember you'd gone and gotten a drink at this point. And I text you, I said, on your way back up, get a lot of this bloke's nails and you've nearly fallen over. I've gone back down the stairs when you've had a glimpse. They were absolutely shocking. Oh. And that, they reeked. Yeah. They they were some stinky folk. I thought someone was um, popping off some farts. And yeah. I was like, oh, you know, fair enough. We're in public. We're in, it's MCG. <laughs> it's there's, no, there's no roof. Do as you please. It's, you know, it's not ideal, but do as you please. And then we realized that after, I think, a quarter and a half that, nah, it's these two. It's and then we two. moved seats and we were witness just as, um, just as much going on. Between yeah. the Melbourne, the a bit Mel- more the, normal, normal stuff that was sort yeah. Of happening. So we moved, and then we ended up having four Irish blokes. I think they were in mm. front of us. I had no idea what was. No really idea. Going they on. were supporting Melbourne, but you could tell they kind of had no idea. And then they were giving it to four blokes that were kind of in a few rows in front, Sydney supporters. Mm. And the banter between them was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And that, at least they didn't stink. Yeah. Well, that's the sort of banter you. That's what you sort of expect at the footy is that stuff. Oh, hundred percent stuff that we were witnessing in the first half. No way. Not to mention the amount of people getting up out of their seats during the game. Yeah, it was people walking up and down the aisles all match. It was I, like the footy was just on in the background. Yeah, I've never noticed people yeah. leave their seats that often. I don't know if it was just maybe because I'm more switched on to the game when it's Richmond playing, but maybe a neutral game I'm a lot more aware of what's no, going on around me. Ridiculous. I don't know, but it, it was, seemed like a lot. There was too, there was too much happening. Um, and I guess, yeah, as I said, you get what you pay for. So we'll not be uh, sitting in a general admission area well, um, like that. Thank God it was a fantastic game of football. Yeah. And it really, you know, it, it was a perfect um, game to follow up from the one the night before, wasn't it? Yeah. It was absolutely spectacular. It kind of ebbs and flows the whole game and then Sydney just held too strong in the end, obviously. But some unreal performances. I mean, Stephen May, mm. you know, in a losing side, he absolutely gave Buddy a bath. He did. And people talk about Buddy got in his head. Buddy didn't get in his head. No. May's always a bit of a frustrated player. You can see that. He's just very emotional and he, he gets angry. He gets that white line fever. Um, and he was unbelievable. He shut Buddy Franklin down and not many players can say they've done that, especially in the final. Yeah, exactly. And he got the 10 coaches votes as well, Steve May. So 
yeah, clearly the best on ground. But the Swans, though, oh boy, jeez, I, I knew they were good, but jeez, they were impressive and a flag favourites as we speak. Are they? Yep. Absolutely. Well, I'm loving that. I mean, I've now that Richmond are out, I've said I want either Freo or Sydney to win. I, I love both those sides. Mm. Swans are obviously the ones that are a lot more likely to do so, but they were incredible. I think the the pivotal moment of the game was definitely that passage of play. Can't remember all the players involved. Was it was it Jake Malksham or was it Harms running into the open goal that slipped over? Okay, we started and then, on Jake Malksham. Yeah, I think it was Malksham, wasn't he? he slipped yeah, it over was. running into the open goal and then. Who got the I think it was some, Spargo? Maybe Spargo then got smothered, and then like it was yeah. just an incredible defensive passage of play from the Swans. And two things that came out of that that I really loved: one, the intensity and all that. And I remember as soon as they cleared it out of space, you looked at me and you said, "They're not losing this game," mm-hmm. and you were spot on. They, they didn't, didn't lose that game. And the other thing I loved about it was the the light show that took. I don't know if you remember that oh, the light show right. that took place. So they've cleared the footy out of the fifty just after a one of the random light show. Under the, yeah, after one of the most unbelievable like defensive passages of play I've seen in a while. Like the the intensity was there. It was crazy, mind you. You know, Melbourne plays slipping over and all that mm-hmm. probably helped them as well. But they still had to do what they did. And then the MCG just starts like having strobe lights go on. Is it like almost like they do when players kick a goal yeah. and the light G goes dark. I don't know what happened there, and I haven't seen anything in the media about it, like an explanation. It was unreal, but it was almost like they were celebrating the defensive passage yeah, of play. Yeah, it was bizarre. It was absolutely bizarre, but yeah, that was huge, and that's what they built their, their footy around all year, the Swans as well, is that sort of stuff. And that blood's culture. Yeah. Um, the man on screen right there, Tommy Papley, was incredible too, and um, Chad Warner, Luke Parker, these guys are just, yeah, fronting up every week and, and doing so good. I'm so jealous of that footy club, how they've built sustained, sustained, sustained success there um, for many years. And they're just never, they're always up there. They're always around the mark. Their culture is so strong. Um, always competing. Imagine yeah. if Josh Kennedy wasn't injured yeah, and he was out there right now. Yeah. Like how much better that would be again. It's yep. uh, it's scary to think yep. how good so. they can be this ones. Now they've got a home prelim at the SCG. They'll play... Uh, we don't know yet. Collingwood or Frio. Yeah. Yep. So huge. So yeah, they're they're I know they're definitely they're definitely the favourites to make the grand final. Um and yeah, flag favourites as well. Do you reckon? I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, like, it's yeah. I, I honestly I couldn't pick anybody. Um yeah, it's it's too hard. We've I seen mean, qualifying finals like this and then you know, they don't end up going on to win it. So yeah, it's too hard to say. And the thing was, every game of football this week was unbelievable. So you can mm. Sydney were probably the best winners of the week, I'd say. Um, but yeah, it honestly could be anybody yep. at this point, um, except for Richmond and Western Bulldogs, obviously. So yeah. they're the only ones. But one thing I do want to say, Andy Meyer was talking about it on SCN <laughs> earlier today. And he asked the question about Luke Parker. Has there ever been a contest where Luke Parker has not had his eyes on the football? And I don't think that he has to be one of the toughest players going out there. He is definitely. And I, I love watching him play footy. Yeah. Finals is his stage. Yeah. You talk about players that are built for it. He is one of those. Yeah, absolutely. He's a freak. He's um, yeah, as tough as they come. I think he's the toughest player in the comp. Yeah. So comfortably. Um, this was probably the final of the of the week, the final of the decade. Some people are saying even even one of the best finals ever. Geelong Collingwood. It was uh, jeez. That was one of that, that was unbelievable. Like the p- pace of that game, the intensity was through the roof. I couldn't. Um, 
comprehend what I was watching at certain stages. I mean, the whole game, it was like that as well. Mm. And I mean, I wish I was in the crowd, 91,000 at the G, absolutely packed out. That was unreal. And like, again, so many individual moments of brilliance that made the game what it was, but altogether it came down to just, I don't know, just two teams absolutely belting each other. Mm. out there and it was um it had a bit of everything bit of controversy um big moments i mean gary rowan i mean i mean i've been a massive person to do this and just you know sort of give him a bit of shit for his finals record and his performances sort of not showing up in finals and i mean that was obviously spoken about a little bit before the game and he has come and absolutely delivered in a massive Mm. way that that contested mark and goal from outside 50 yeah i don't remember many bigger final Mm. moments finals moments than that one so that was absolutely incredible and is this the first close game Colin would have lost all year it is actually yeah yeah nah. oh, I don't do it. you can't do it <laughs> <laughs> when Marcus's fingers get near the soundboard I get nervous I don't know what he's about to do nah nah that well yeah that was that when it was close there towards the end I think the scores were level I was like Colin they're not going to lose this they just don't no like, I, you, I think everybody you, thought yeah, that yeah it was like they're just going to hold they're going to find a way they're going to hold on but it went against the script of what's been happening this year. And, um, I mean, it was probably to their own fault at the end, Collingwood. They just um, completely broke down defensively on, on that transition that Geelong had. And um, to be out, outnumbered like that out the back, even Gary Rohan dropped that easy chest mark and still had time to pick it up and then dish it off for, for that winning goal. So, yeah, but that's that goes against everything Collingwood's been doing this year. The way they've won those close games that they've been able to set up defensively really well. So, yeah. So you you look at it like that, and you're like, you know, they almost lost that themselves. Yeah, so. well, hundred percent. But like, you know, we've spoken about before. You, you come within that many that close to a team like Geelong, who have been the premiership favourite for the majority of the season. You, you you know, you're not you're not out of it. No. Like you've still got a lot of good footy left to play. Yeah. And obviously they'll go up against Fremantle this week, and hopefully they'll get to a prelim. They'll be looking for so. Hopefully. Yeah, well, hopefully for them, I'm saying. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't oh, want that. Hopefully for you. No, we don't want that. We don't <laughs> want that. Um, but yeah, no, they'd, they'd be um, absolutely pushing for uh, another win here and go a bit deeper in the finals. And they've yeah. got every chance to because they're definitely good enough. Yeah. Um, it was just, a, yeah, an, oh, a weird um, clutch performance from them where they didn't quite do what they wanted to do. No, no. Well, yeah, the team that they are playing this week, Frio, they, uh, what a, that was a crazy game as well. Very different to the others, but... You know, Doggies had a 40-point lead, somehow blew it, and Frio came back. and um, But they slowed, They just sort of just chipped away at it and got there. <coughs> yes, they did. Jeez. Too many darts, mate. <coughs> Talk without me. Vapes aren't good, kids. <laughs> vapes are not good for you. This is a prime example of what happens once you start getting on the vapes. What are you? Mango I've peach. had a cough all week. Yeah. All weekend. I'm sure you have. You tested? you want to mute me for a second? Oh, I forgot what <laughs> microphone you are, mate. I don't think I can. That's all good. You keep talking. I'll keep, I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking. I think I've muted him. I think we got rid of him. But yeah, Frio Bulldogs, <laughs> while Marcus is off, uh, off mic at the moment, was an absolutely bizarre game. I think I started watching the first quarter and I thought, this is an absolute whitewash. And I kind of and I lost a bit of attention. You know, I stopped really caring that much. I thought, like, here we go. Bulldogs are going to get this one carried away. It's going to be so one-sided. I drove from one place to another. I get home and all of a sudden I look at my phone. I'm just like, I see what the scores are, how far they've blown it out to. And I'm like, oh, wow, Freo in front. Rush to the TV, got the game back on. And I thought, this is incredible. So I went back, obviously, and watched um, the quarters that I missed. But it was uh, an unbelievable game of football. Yeah. 
It was so good. Sorry, I'm back. You're back? Yep. Yeah. Here he is, everyone. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. People are saying, oh, yeah, clearly the Bulldogs just weren't up to it. And, you know, they didn't deserve to be there. But they still had a 40-point lead, you know, oh, away that's the thing. Well, in Perth. Yeah, know. which is a very hard thing to do. But then I guess to blow it as well is... Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because you can look at it, well, we were up by 40. But then you also blew a 40-point yeah. lead, which, you know, Richmond have done plenty, so I can't <laughs> talk. We've done that plenty of times this year. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they probably were the team, the Bulldogs, that everyone was saying didn't quite deserve to be there. I mean, I think if you finish top eight, you've earned it. Um, unless you were Carlton in the 2013. But other than that, I think you probably earned your spot in the top eight. Um, but yeah, cough again. it was a disappointing result for the Dogs. Um, I reckon most Doggies fans at quarter time thought this is a lock. Yeah, well, it looked like it. I yeah. thought so. I thought they were home as well. Uh, Freo weren't firing a shot at all. And Bont and Pally was um, playing unbelievable. Yeah, he was I mean, you didn't really see him much in the second half, but in the no. first half, he was looking on fire. And I thought, oh, here we go, finals, Bont. Um, it's scary, but yeah, disappointing. But on the other hand, Freo were unreal. Sonny Walters, I yep. mean, he was he played one of the best games I've seen him play in a very long time. He yep. was incredible. Sarong, Sarong was so good. Sarong, yeah, another one Like looks like as he goes, gets older, he's going to be just built for that final stage. I've said that about three or four players already tonight, <laughs> I think. But he is. He, he looks like And if he can do that in the next in next week against the Pies, he's going to give Freo every chance he, um, they can to get over the line in yep. Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, very much looking forward to that. Um, I'll be cheering hard for the Dockers, that's for sure. Yeah. Do I sound different? Yeah, you do. You just, geez, you turned it. Yeah, yeah I've, been, I I've been a bit crook over the weekend, so this isn't just a, a you random. Could, you could thing have, that's you could have warned me before we caught up, and your eyes are watering too. You're crying over there. <laughs> <laughs> you're just picturing Collingwood winning on the weekend, weren't you? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But let's move on to the big talking points as well from the weekend. Maybe, oh, some finals related, some not. Well, football in general. Well, Petrarca. <laughs> Christian Petrarca injury is probably the big one. Yep. Well, not the big one, sorry, but one of the bigger ones. Um, come out of Friday night. He played the whole game. It was a hairline fracture in his tibia, was it? Yeah, well, I saw it. I think you were, you went to get a drink or you went to the toilet or something. I was like, Petrarca's done. Yeah. Like he, he, he couldn't run. Um, I saw the incident happen with Buddy. So Buddy went to kick the ball and missed it and, and kicked Petrarca. And, yeah, he didn't look like he was in a good way. So I'm surprised he played on and – all reports he's going to play this week. Yeah, which is huge. I mean, yeah, you have to have Petrarca playing. Fractured leg. Yeah, it's apparently it's a hairline fracture and they'll manage him through it. They'll yeah. probably jab him up, I guess, and get him out there. But he strikes me as the type of player that wouldn't want to miss, even if the club was sort of pushing him to. I feel like he would find a way to get himself right. He strikes me as that type of bloke. So huge news for him to get up, especially for Melbourne fans. They'll be wanting, you know, They've, they've lost now, so they don't have their double chance anymore. They need to win every week now. They can't afford to lose one more, and having Petrarca in your team just puts you in the right direction every time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they definitely – yeah, I mean, you just got to roll the dice. You know, if he breaks his leg into four pieces and they win the premiership, you'll take it, wouldn't you? You take it. Yeah. Well, you've seen it. We've seen it so many times throughout finals where a player will be injured and not quite right, but – He'll have one game where he just sort of puts his body in the line, plays through it, and he might not play the next week, but he's gotten his team to that next week, yep. which has led to finals wins and all the rest of it. So, yeah, very exciting yep. to see what he might do, and hopefully he can finish off the final series without bowing out to injury, but we'll have to wait and see. Yep. What about the duck? Oh, geez, quite. Wayne Carey. Mate. What's going on? Well, I mean, safe to say a lot of people, and I think I'm probably in that camp, <laughs> agree that he's had that many chances now. I don't know why he's still 
being given a chance. No, sorry, I do know why he's still being given a chance. I just don't think it's quite fair or the right thing to do. He is uh, arguably the greatest player of all time, and that's probably the only reason he keeps getting more and more chances. Um, and look, by all reports, he coming from his mouth, he's done nothing wrong this time. But for those that don't know, he got caught with a white, uh, a, a little mini bag of white substance powder had fallen out of his pocket. Just a bit a, of whiz fizz. Yeah, it had fallen out of his pocket at uh, Crown Casino in Perth. Now, Kerry has claimed that it was anti-inflammatories that he took earlier with dinner. I don't remember snorting my anti-inflammatories or crushing them up and putting them in my pocket. I don't know. I find it very bizarre. But he's also 51. So, I mean, if he was doing coke, which is what we all think it was, you're surely a bit old for that, aren't you, as well? I don't know. It's a bizarre situation for me. He's been stood down from Channel 7 or did he stand down? I can't remember which one it was. I'm not sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't remember. I've read a few different things, to be honest with you. But... No longer at seven um, and obviously he's in the headlines again for all the wrong reasons. But yeah, how many chances does this guy get? No, that's enough now, surely. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll probably go on another five-year hiatus well, just and find his he, way back. Just because he's Wayne Keir in, you know, arguably the greatest player to ever play, doesn't give you a free pass to... Well, it shouldn't. No. It shouldn't, but I feel like it has to this point. <coughs> I feel like to this point it has while Marcus coughs over there in the background. Um yeah, which, you know, you can look at it how you want. I don't think it's exactly <coughs> the right thing, but it is. So he's playing. Yeah. Oh, he's playing. He's playing. <laughs> he's bit, yeah, he's playing. <laughs> he's, uh, he's in this work for North. Yeah. Um, no, he's, yeah. So no, let's, let's not give him too much oxygen anyway. Not too much, but yeah. So basically that's the situation. Well, yeah. He's um, been stood down. Apparently now he's looking to sue Crown Casino for uh, falsely, um, falsely accusing him of having illicit substances on him at the, um, at the casino. When it, apparently he offered to hand the security guard the little ba- the, the bag of uh, white substance, and security guard declined and let Kerry keep it. Who knows? You know, I want, I want I wouldn't mind the security guard's account on this, but yeah, look, there's many different ways you can look at this. I find it very bizarre that someone would have a crushed bag of uh, anti-inflammatories on them. I also don't take anti-inflammatories, so maybe that's a way that they come. I don't know. So I'm not commenting. I don't. Think I, so, I think he's lying. I think he's full of shit. But yep. who knows? What about uh, Fly? Well, I love this his comments post game. I love this man, and I don't. I have multiple views on his comments on the weekend um, regarding Collingwood players lying on the ground after the siren went. And I think the best way to sum it up was he pretty much just said, "We lost the game, but we're not losers. And unless it's a grand final, we will not like lie on the ground after a loss." I like it. I like it a lot. I think you need to have that kind of ruthless winning mentality, especially in finals. And he, it's his first year as coach, and I think he's really trying to make a stand and show what him and the playing group stand for. Well, not, pun not intended there. That's a good one. That Thank is you. a good one. I Thank didn't you. even pick that up until no, you No, I'm that. not known for being very punny, yeah. but um, I got one there. Um, but, yeah, so I, I actually I really like it. I think maybe the timing wasn't quite there. That could have been a behind-closed-doors type conversation to have with your players, um, which I think you were saying before you agree with that sentiment. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely something you, you like. I like his comments, but I, I feel like as yeah, it's something you just you know, probably keep between yourself and your players. And publicly, it's probably not the necessary thing to do. I'm not sure. That's how I saw it. Um, obviously, emotions are pretty high post game. So, but yeah, I, I like it. I like what he um, his attitude towards it. But I don't know. Publicly, it was probably not needed. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. And I, I see it both ways. I don't mind his view of looking at it. But then from the player's point of view, I mean, I can also understand that it means so much to you that in that game was so intense. And when the sign goes and you're down, all the emotion and the, you're so tired from a massive mm. game as well that you just collapse naturally, I think, sometimes. So yep. I think your players are that invested that it means that much to them that, you know, they do just lie flat on the ground after a loss. I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. So I look, I can see it from both Points of view, I think. So they lose a close one this week. They can't lay down. Well, well they can because there's no next week. Well, then, yeah, you, does he consider them losers then? Mm. But see, I still wouldn't. Yeah. So the only time that they can do it is if it's a grand final. Well, according to him, that's the only okay. time he wants to see his players do it. I mean, so I they'll think... Never be, they'll never be <laughs> laying down. Well, they, well, according to Collingwood's history, they'll make grand finals. They just don't win them. So <laughs> it'll be... Um, no, nah, look, I, I like what he said, but, yeah, I think it, it can be taken many different ways. Yeah. Some trade, trade rumours for us. I know you, uh, you're big on this. Oh, yeah, there's a couple of ones that are, I'm Sammy licking my Edmund. lips about. Yeah, thanks, Sam. But there's a couple of big ones that I'm licking my lips about as a Richmond supporter, like I mentioned earlier. Um, apparently, we're offering Tim Taranto seven years and about 750k a year. And now we're uh, looking like pinching Jacob Hopper out of Geelong's uh, greasy hands. So, exciting if those two things get up. But it's always... So confusing for me, for starters, you know, knowing which club has what picks and what player gets what compensation and this and that, this and that. But they're, they're the ones out of the Richmond front, I've noticed. But there's a lot of rumours going around. Um, delistings as well. I know Liam Stocker was the some Man, very geez. surprising one out of oh, Carlton. Shocked. Still shocked by it. Can't believe it. Um, I loved him. He was one of my one of my favourites there. And, um, yeah, gave it, gave it everything. You know, he, he really played for the jumper and he was tough. Um, I, I just love the way he went about it and I know every Carlton supporter did so sad to see him go but um, he's got to I think, trust the process and it's a bit of a statement I think maybe from the from the coaching group and the list, list management team to say you know no one's safe here so it seems um, like it yeah, yeah that's absolutely what it seems like um, so. they've done there but any other rumours you've been hearing swirling around I know there's plenty but. oh this this time of the year there's just ridiculous ones um, yeah, like it's I, too early now, isn't I don't it? Try to, I don't try to buy into too many of them until it gets a bit closer to the trade period because now yeah, everyone's just throwing out outrageous ones. I heard some, some this morning. I was like, well, come on, seriously. But you know, people get a good kick out of it, so I'm going to start rumours. So. Oh, that's it. But what, one thing I actually did love, and you know, you're going to say, of course you did, because it came out of Damien Hardwick's mouth, but I actually didn't mind the... The transparency. Normally you don't get any answers from coaches and footy panels and stuff like that, but... When asked the other day, did you guys meet with Jacob Hopper? Dim goes, yeah. Oh, he was reluctant, actually. He's very reluctant to answer yes, but he admitted he did. I, I'd love to see more transparency from coaches, clubs, players. Be like, yeah, look, yeah. today I did. I went and had a meeting with but this club just to see what they offer. We didn't give details of where they met. No, I mean, but like without a cafe or... That's what I'm saying. You didn't, they're in a public area. You can't just... You probably just own up to it, don't you? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know where it was, yeah. um, so can't say. But I, I'd still, even still, even if that was the case and people spotted him and that's why he's, that's the only reason he's done it, I'd still love to see more transparency. I mean, you see it in the American sports. NBA is a big one where players get moved so often and they're always talking with other clubs, but maybe not to that extent. I think that's too much. Yeah. And I don't think we're ready for that as a not game. We're not ready for that extent as a game, but I'd still love the transparency to be like, look, I'm not happy here. I am exploring other options. Yeah. And we're starting to get more of that, I've noticed. So. Yeah, for sure. No, it's good. Um, shall we do some quick tips before we get into our segments? 
Absolutely. Let's uh, let's dive into the two semi-final games. So Friday night, Melbourne, Brisbane at the MCG. I can't see Melbourne going yeah, out straight sets, can you? Smashed Brisbane both times they've played each other this year, and as recent as you know, two three weeks ago. So I think, despite Brisbane's steely resolve that they had on Thursday night, because um, they did, they looked uh, from the weeks they had before, prior yeah. to the first final. Um, I think they looked a lot better and like a lot different team. But I don't, yeah, they won't beat Melbourne. I don't think. No, nah, I think the D's will will definitely bounce back, especially at the MCG as well. As we know, Brisbane don't know how to win there. So absolutely, no, nah, I'll be shocked if uh, the D's go out in straight sets. Um, and then Saturday night, Collingwood Frio at the MCG as well. As much as we'd love... We'd love to see Freo get up. Yeah, Collingwood to go out in straight sets. I do no, believe that Collingwood will get the job done here and march their way onto Sydney, isn't Did it? Did you say it was sold out as well? Sold out. So that's going to be packed of Collingwood fans, isn't it? Yeah, sold out. So uh, if you're a Freo fan going to the game, look out. It's going to be an interesting yeah. place to be, especially if Collingwood get up and the chance start kicking in. But yep. it makes for atmosphere. You know, I think yep. as an opposition fan watching on, you hate it because you kind of hate Collingwood. But I think if that if you supported Collingwood, it would be one of the best things in the yeah, world for sure. So it's a bit um it's interesting, but yeah, no, I think it'll be an incredible atmosphere on Saturday. Yeah. What do you think of um the preliminary final start times? By the way, I know that's another week away, but did you see ones and the prelims starting at four thirty five again? That's normal. Is that normal for a prelim? Yeah. Is it? I don't like I it. I don't still. know how I know this, and you don't. You're the you you know more about prelims than me. I should know a lot more about prelims than Jeez. you. Yes, but well, ours have all been the night one. You've been the Friday night game. We've been game. the Friday night yeah, game. So the Saturday ones are usually the twilight. Sorry, 2017 was a twilight game, but I wasn't I wasn't there. Mm. So that's why yeah. I've forgotten. But there you go. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't like the start time. We said it last week. Yeah. Local footy will be done at this point. But I just think it's an awkward time. I reckon they used to do um, Saturday Arvo prelims. That Sat- would be... Saturday I'd Arvo prelims, I don't mind. But what's wrong with the Sunday Arvo game? Mm. The attendances... No, they, could, they couldn't do Sunday Arvo prelim because... The rest factor of grand final. Yes, that's week, true. That's true. There's no week off between the prelim no. and the grand final. Yeah, no, good point, good point. So I think it has to be Friday night, Saturday night, the very latest. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, well. But they used to do Sunday, yeah, Saturday after. Saturday, Saturday afternoon, yeah. They were great prelim days. I remember, remember them. I think Carlton, oh, so you do Carlton remember played prelims. a pretty good one in 99. Was it Saturday after? I can't remember the result, but it was a good one. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was a good one, was it? Yeah. <laughs> I bet so, it was. But yeah, they should bring them back. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Twilight, you know, Twilight's a thing. It's the talk of the town these days, isn't it? They want the grand final to be Twilight. So yeah, no, nah, I'm not about Twilight. No, just keep it in the Arvo tradition. Yeah, absolutely. But both Collingwood on this one. Back to the yes. tip. Yes, both Collingwood. Uh, All right. Well, let's get into our segments. Let's dip right in. You touched on it earlier and I was doing my best to refrain myself because I was saving it for my Crimey River this week and it's going to come as no surprise. But the ARC, dear God, have they butchered this. Yark. Yark, yeah. ARC. Yeah, I know. I was reading it and I had it. Sounds like a political party. I had it abbreviated here on the notes. Yeah, that's the ARC, I should say, which is still a stupid bloody name. (laughs) First of all, I understand... The result is not going to change. The result's the result. That's that's fine, right? They've, I still believe they've made the wrong call. But then the AFL comes, ticks it off, and goes, "No, nah, right call has been made." Now there's rumours that there's a, another angle that the AFL has seen that nobody else has gotten been able to watch, and they haven't shown the fans, they haven't shown the club. 
Nobody but the AFL allegedly has seen this specific angle. For those who haven't picked it up by now, I'm talking about the Tom Lynch um, goal with about two minutes to go in the Brisbane final on Thursday night. Now, if there's an angle that definitively shows that it was a point, why would you not show that angle? Like, shut everybody up. Everyone's hanging shit on you at the moment as an organization and, you know, the technology that you're using because you've overrided the umpire's decision who paid Tom Lynch's kick a goal and the evidence, I'm sorry, was not conclusive. I think Daniel Gorringe summed it up beautifully in a tweet I saw the night after. He said something along the It was along the lines of, um, I'd love to see the footage they saw because the one the, the footage that we had was about 200 metres, a camera 200 metres away, blurry, and the arc is in Melbourne. It's not even in Brisbane. And they've made somehow been able to overturn the umpire's call. Absolute stinker of a decision. Not to mention the fact that now there's crowd angles that have come out and, of course, you get the nuffies that, you know, if they didn't do it, I would have done it. But they've zoomed in and slow mode it and all that. And I showed you the video a couple of days ago. But from what I'm looking at, I can see the ball go missing behind the goalpost and then pop up again above it, but behind. Behind and above, which is where I think they've believed it's gone over. And then they're also saying that Tom Lynch, his reaction is what uh, what they've judged it on. And that's how they've overturned it because he didn't, he didn't react in an according manner to what you would have kicking a goal. I think it's an absolute joke. And I'm not complaining about the result because there's plenty of other incidences that lost us that game. Yes, would it have helped? Absolutely. We'll be win if it goes through. But it's more the fact that the AFL can't come out and just say, look, we made a mistake. We were wrong. They've backed it up and they're not given any evidence as to how their decision was correct. And that's what's pissed me off. That was nice. I think that's it. I so, think I don't think anything I said made sense. I just kind of rambled. Uh, yeah. It was all in my head. In my head, it made sense, but coming out of my mouth, I don't no. think it did. I think Richmond supporters might resonate no, a little bit. I think bit, you but. delivered that quite well. That was good. I agree. I completely agree. Um, as yeah, you know, nice as it was to see how it unfolded. Um, you no, you make a very valid point and bizarre, bizarre situation that was, and the decision that they came to. Well, here's my thinking as well. If there is another angle that none of us have been privy to, except someone at the AFL, why would you not show everybody? For me, if they're not showing this other angle, after all the talk about they've had this week about it, and, you know, Damien Hardwick was on Fox footy and he complained about it again after the game. I mean, and I think rightfully so. He does suck a lot, Damien, I'll admit that, but I think this was rightful. If they've got that footage and they're not showing it, they don't have that footage mm. because what would be stopping them? It's not like it's private, you know, high security. Like, I don't know. I can't, I can't even spit the words out right now. I'm mm. just livid about it. But I, know. I know what you mean. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's pissed me off. Just show the angle. Yeah. I know. Just, it would, it would yeah. silence me. It, like, would, it, it, mean, would. Every, like, it would shut everybody this up. This is the vision we're talking about. Here it is. It shows it was clearly a point. Yeah. Done. In case closed. What, what's the point of having umpires? Yeah. So I heard Caroline Wilson talking about it, and I know, again, she's another Richmond supporter, so it's all very biased, you know, talking points I'm bringing up here, but Caroline Wilson was talking about, she spoke to the AFL about the decision, and the best they could give her was, Lynch should have kicked it better. She's like, but that's not what we're arguing here, you know, and like, we've got the other angle. She's like, okay, you're going to show anybody? And then just note nothing. Mm. So, I don't know, Jeez. that just pissed me off. Just admit... If admitting when you're wrong is honestly a bigger move than just saying nothing, just denying, denying, yeah. denying, because you look stupid because everybody knows it was the wrong call to overturn the umpire's decision there. But just admitting it is such a big step. Yeah. So I don't know. That's 
<sighs> oh, you can tell it's uh, it's uh, it's upset me. And I know you guys had a um, goal review thing happen early in the year against us as well. So yeah. I know you understand what it's like. I'm not asking for sympathy, which because I know I'm not getting any, but I know that you understand what it's you know what it's like. If, you, if there's no evidence, don't touch it. No, exactly right. Otherwise, let's not have a goal umpire. Yeah, there's no point in having if you're not going to back in the umpire's call when it's inconclusive. Then, well, he may as well have just said, "I've got no idea." I don't know what it is. I've got no idea. Have yeah. a look. He said, "I believe it's a goal." Yeah. That should be enough in that situation yeah. when there was no evidence because there was none. I'm no, sorry, there's none. None not. to say it was a point. And like Damien said, what if that was a grand final? Mm. Imagine the controversy, the uproar. That was imagine because they'd con- replay it. Would they? Oh, I reckon that that no, they wouldn't. But uh, that's what they'd they'd be calling for it. Oh, 100 percent. Imagine because you know they're still in the finals. Imagine it's a Collingwood Sydney grand final, for example. I don't think that can happen. Can't but yeah. just for you got a sec, you know. <laughs> all right, Collingwood Geelong grand final. Can that happen? Yes, it can. Collingwood Geelong yeah, can. can. Yeah, Collingwood Geelong. All right, fuck you. <laughs> imagine that happens. And as funny as it would be for us, imagine that happened to Collingwood and Collingwood lost the game. Can you imagine the Collingwood supporters? Yeah, I know. That would go bonkers. I mean, rightfully so. And the AFL world should be going bonkers as well over those decisions. I mean, we're lucky it was only an elimination final, which, I mean, still shouldn't be happening. But we've got to put a stop to it before it gets to bigger games and bigger results like the grand final or prelims and et cetera. So, well, it's do big, better. Big, big off season for the ARC, that's for sure. Well, get rid of them. That should be, yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to my big call. All right. He's been a part of my big call once already this year and – Looks like it may may come off as well. As our camera yeah, shuts down. There's the microwave. Um, <laughs> yes, but my big call, Buddy Franklin is going to win the Norm Smith medal on grand final oh, day. Oh, the Swans will lift the flag. I was about to say winner and losing or winning grand final, but nah. Swans are lifting the flag. I feel like this would be the perfect fairy tale for Buddy. 100%. If he cause I don't finally wins his flag at Sydney that he hasn't won yet. Wins a Norm Smith, says, see you later. I'm done. I'm going to go somewhere else. That's it. Easy part ways. Do you think if he wins, he just retires? Doesn't bother playing for another club? I think he wants to keep playing though. Mm. It's his whole motivation. But is that to win a flag? I think he just, or does he just want to keep playing for I think for he you? just wants to keep playing while he feels like he can't. Well, absolutely. So, I'd, I'd love him to. Obviously, yeah. the more buddy we get, the, the better. But yeah, I think if he wins a flag this year, it could potentially change his perspective a little bit. Potentially. Because you, you might want to go out yeah, and flag, you know. That's true. Who knows? But and, if a norm, he, and a Norm Smith. And a Norm Smith. Well, yeah, if your big call gets You'd up. You'd love to absolutely. get it. It's probably the only thing he hasn't won, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, he hasn't won the Brownlow, but... Yeah, but it's very hard for a forward. He nearly won yeah. it. He nearly has, yeah. But in terms of everything else, imagine Norm Smith just to chuck in that cabinet at the age of 36. Well, we spoke about Wayne Carey being one of the best players of all time. I mean... Buddy's already in that conversation, but he wins a Norm Smith as well, then wow we. Yeah. Yeah. He's right up there. So love to see it. Love to see it. Not sure. Um, I mean, it obviously depends on Sydney making the grand final, but as we think they will, um, yeah, it'd be a great story. I just think a home prelim is just it's a yeah. written, written on the you know, written in the stars for him at the moment. So, so Port had one last year and completely choked. So last year or the year before? Yeah, both Jeez, in the last row. couple of years. Doggy, Did they lose doggies, last beat year? doggies beat him, didn't they? That's it. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't mean everything, but obviously. Well, it helps. It helps. It absolutely helps. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that is us done, mate. 
Jeez. It's been a good episode. I've um, had been a long, bit of a coffee. Been longer fit. than expected, too. Yeah. For I a short, sharp episode. thought it was going to be short and sharp, with, um, especially with the, the less games that they're on now. But um, we found a way. Plenty of discussion points. So it's been good. Um, all right. Well, that is us done. We will reconvene next week after some big semi finals and preview the big prelims next week. <laughs>